Humanistic presents Color Commentary, your podcast for thoughts and analysis on current events, race, education, and the state of our society impacting popular culture and politics. Today's podcast features the humans behind the humanistic organization with Treasurer and Director of Technology, Christina Harris, and Humanistic Vice President, Hazana Underwood. Leading today's discussion will be myself, Organization President and Director of Marketing, Sean Moore. We are having a brief general discussion about society's mindset on racial issues, social media's impact on that mindset, and how we, the humans behind Humanistic, feel about all of it. Hazana, you brought up a very good topic in terms of, and I want to explore this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you think white people are getting tired of what's going on? As we all are, but do you think there's a unique um, group who may feel that you know we're beating a dead horse? I do. Like, okay, so here's the problem: mm-hmm. if you never really knew, a there's different categories of, of people, right? Yeah. I never knew that this was really an issue. I never okay. knew that race was really an issue. Right. There's another category is like, I know race was an issue. I was a part of it, mm. uh, but that's over now. Mm-hmm. We're not living in that life. That that was years ago. Yeah, that was back in the 19th century with slavery was around. Yes. Right. And then there's another group that's like, I'm doing what I can do. That's within my power. So accept what I'm doing and let's move on. You know. And then you have the super like. I totally am woke and I know exactly what's going on and what has happened to you guys. And I'm going to fight with you, fight for you, advocate, be there. What do you need? So you have all of these different groups of individuals, but Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a big group of people that are like, can we move on from this topic? Like everything doesn't have to do with race. Do you think that's the majority of people? I think it's more people than I'd like to admit to. Yeah. I feel you, especially being on social media, especially watching the news, especially knowing what's going on, particularly with our politics mm-hmm. and certain people, you know, in the White House and in the Capitol who are fighting each other because they want their party to supersede the other party. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people. Um, I think there's a lot of white people who feel like, why can't we just move on from this? Mm -hmm. But this isn't something that you can just like go pick up a book or are taught about growing up or is a part. This is literally not a part of your history. We don't learn about this being, being a thing, race being an issue. We don't, we're not taught that in schools. Like it might be brought up within the household as like we're all the same we're equal but the depths of it Mm -hmm. how do you care about something that you don't really know or think existed on the level that it did well it's exactly what you said earlier we need more education regarding it yeah it's not taught in schools but should be taught in schools and i think a lot of people are aware that oh we're missing key components of american history i.e a huge part of this country's history is covered in the notion of slavery for capitalism. Slaves were brought over initially 
because they were a cheap source of labor. And it was convenient that it was darker skinned people because Europeans had a low opinion of darker skinned people anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we can make a lot of money. We can save costs on labor and let's get these backwards, um, lower people, lower animals to do the work for us. We'll capture them easily and then we'll ship them over and then they can work for us nonstop day and night. Uh, the book that you recommended, Stamp from the Beginning, which I'm still reading, by the way, which is a, <laughs> Jesus, Hazana, this, this book, it's, it's deep. intense, it's deep, and it's hard to read, not because it's literally difficult to read the words, it's learning all this history and stuff that even I didn't know even though I pride myself on knowing, oh, okay, well, I know about slavery. Oh, I know about this. It's like, no, you did not. This is stuff you did not know. Read carefully. It's and a it's lot to digest hard. and it makes you paranoid. Like it's a lot yes. of information to digest on that level. Yeah. So this is about me and my people, like your people have been, a light has been shown on them and they are the end all to be all and they are the, the upstanding citizens and, and who you should look to as leaders and uh, role models, but my people, <laughs> this yeah. is, you know. But, but, but here's the thing that's heartbreaking and enlightening, which ties back into why I think there are several groups, particularly of white people who feel the way they do. It's crafted an origin that is so deep that it becomes fundamental and what i mean by that is let's take for example are you are you a religious woman yeah to some extent religious spiritual you know it's complicated these days okay so (laughs) it is complicated and i've had many conversations with people some not so nice about religion (laughs) my background is baptist hardcore southern almost fundamental Baptist, straight deep Mississippi from the bayous of Louisiana, you know, God, hellfire and brimstone Mm -hmm. uh, for me. And no offense to anyone who's religious or Baptist. My mother, even though she grew up in that world, had foresight to teach me, hey, you have a choice. But if you speak to certain members of my family, particularly those who are still in the deep, deep South, if you mention anything contrary to what they believe, it's almost alien. Mm-hmm. So you're alienated. You're, yeah, you're speaking a different language. And that's because it is deeply, deeply ingrained in their psyche from birth. They have been conditioned to be this way. I think that's a lot of our history in America. We are conditioned, and that includes us as Black folks, we are conditioned to accept certain conditions of life. Yes, slavery happened but we're free now. (laughs) And it's just accepted that certain people will hold certain positions because of the color of the skin. And that's ingrained. And I think that's what we're dealing with. So there are people who are getting, getting tired of it's like, we've done this. Can we move on? Mm -hmm. It's because you're battling that deeply ingrained belief system that we're superior and you're not. But then that, you know, the problem with that or, or, or to your point, Mm -hmm. The reason why, if you speak up against the system, right, if you get enough people to speak up against the system, then the system is overturned 
And so a person would do everything within their power to prevent that system from being overturned. And that's why individuals are ostracized that speak up against the system. Of course. They don't want us to know the truth. They don't want people to know the truth because then they will pack together. Every event we've had in this country attests to that fact. The Civil War, (laughs) uh, the march in, you know, the marches in Washington, D.C., the assassinations of our leaders. Mm -hmm. These are elements that occurred because someone was trying to change the system. Mm -hmm. By telling the truth. By exposing the truth. Mm -hmm. And again, I now understand reading this book. I I highly recommend Stamp from the Beginning. I really do. Just be prepared to be angry Mm -hmm. (laughs) and paranoid. But this explains why this culture persists, because it was ingrained for centuries and it's hard to even today there are things i've catch myself doing going okay did i do that because i've been conditioned to do this Mm -hmm. (laughs) or do i do this because it's the truth it's hard to undo a learned behavior um i was reading something about behavior modification Mm -hmm. i think that a lot of us a lot of that is happening in today's day and age oh yeah and our biggest Biggest tool for doing this is social media. Not the bad social media. Yep. But it's a conditioning tool, partially. Yep. So People what's the difference that? between that and Pavlov's dogs that, you know, you get a treat and you and, and you repeat the same thing. You get a treat, you repeat the same thing. Then I stop giving you the treat, but you're still doing it because you've been doing it for so long that mm-hmm. that's all you know to do. Yeah, you know, you're th- right. There's, there's no difference. And, you know, I worked in an industry in entertainment for years where my job as a marketer <laughs> is to get people like yourself to engage by any means possible. Mm-hmm. Part of that is conditioning. Okay, if we upload this piece of content that we know that people like, or if we use this image, or we use this link, or if we use this offer, they will keep coming back even if we do nothing for the next couple of weeks because they're conditioned to get a hit, a treat. Right. Or, right. or just simply give them what they want. <gasps> they were looking at this. Mm-hmm. They were talking about this. Mm-hmm. If I just feed them yeah. what they were looking at and talking, soon enough, they'll just end up falling into it, whether it's information that they're searching for or mm-hmm. items that they wanted to buy or vacation yeah. that they thought of. Yeah. Like they told themselves that they didn't have the money for the vacation. But if I keep showing them the beauty of this vacation, guess they'll what? find they'll find a way. <laughs> and social networking companies understand this clearly. Hell, I'm part of the system. I'm part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I scroll on my phone at random times. Oh, this is pretty. All my friends are talking about this. Let me go down the rabbit hole and realize, okay, I just wasted an hour. I need to put this down. So then let's bring this back to race, right? Okay. So you have individuals yes. that walk the line. They're mm-hmm. kind of, let's say they're they're the undecided few, right? Yes. yes. They realize that there has been racism, there has been issues of race. They don't know how deeply embedded it is. They are ally in their mind, right? But they're still kind of like wavering, like how, how ally should I be? How mm-hmm. much should I invest time, mm-hmm. energy? How much should I reach out? How much should I give back? But then you have that question answered through social media opposite of the direction that they're thinking about going in right 
then mm-hmm. that just tilts them back to racism isn't a big deal, right? That's what that's. Yeah, I, I think it's twofold, though, depending on the, your point of view. I think in the larger societal question, yes, it's not a big deal because there are a lot of people who want to get past it. I think there's a lot of people who are tired of talking about race. Hell, sometimes I get tired about talking about race. It's mm-hmm. like, do I have to wake up every day and confront the fact that I'm a black man in America? Do I have to do this again today? I just want to watch some TV. I just want to go for a run. I just want to watch, I want to watch a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's part of reality. But I think the second part of this is, remember, we're dealing with companies and this is slowly being exposed. You know, if you read your you know, current events, they want to make money. And they've discovered that by making money, you pick up on things that people will gravitate to. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. one of those things is, okay, there are a lot of, race is a hot button topic. How can we take advantage of this and profit from it? Mm-hmm. And so there are companies who purposely put out content that know will inflame people. Mm-hmm. They'll click on it. They'll talk mm-hmm. about it, which means more engagements, which means mm-hmm. you know bigger, better deals with advertisers because we can guarantee you six million people engaged in our platform. Mm-hmm. We're going to charge well, you for advertisements. Yeah, and then we all, all we already know that um, social media had a had a big influence on the 2018 presidential election with all the undecided votes and tilting all the undecided votes into voting for Trump based mm-hmm. on the information that they presented to those individuals. Yeah. And Trump so, very well knew this. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy was all over Twitter for the majority of his presidency until Twitter decided, okay, we have enough of you and you're a loser. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. So um, with regards to racism, if I'm thinking maybe it, maybe it exists, maybe it doesn't, but then I'm fed something that, fuels the it doesn't then i would then i would be more so like let's get over it like it's not it's not what you guys are making it out to be yeah but again it's hard to deliver that message when you're confronted by your friends and family posting what you already believe it's that indoctrination yeah again i come from a fundamentalist baptist background and there are things that i do even though it's contrary to what i believe Mm-hmm. I still do it because I've been programmed to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are just simply, when you have your friends and your family, you know, doing the confirmation bias, it's like, I believe this and everyone in your network believes it too, regardless of whether or not it's true, you accept it, you promote it. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to fight. And what makes it worse is that we have capitalism entwined in it. Now I'm a capitalist because I live in this country, and I like to make money, right? <laughs> I fully admit that, you know, send your angry hate letters, whatever you want to do, right? However, I do realize that we have fundamental issues beyond capitalism that's more important than money. This society, this country has intertwined the two from the very beginning. It's like, mm-hmm. we need to grow our crops. What's the cheapest, fastest way we can do it? Oh, we have these native people in this dark continent, we can get easily. They don't fight back because we can control them. And plus, they're inferior in the eyes of God anyway. Let's just use them, right? Yeah. I guarantee you, if money wasn't a factor, then 
slavery probably wouldn't have been as intense mm-hmm. because there's no profit in it. Now, it'd probably be a lot of killing, slaughtering, and conquest, of course, because you know that's what invaders do. But as far as like chattel slavery in the United States, that probably would have taken a different course had not capitalism been involved. Up until what, the 19th, early 20th century, uh, the 19th century, the biggest moneymaker for the country was import-exports derived from slaves. Mm-hmm. Well, we're taught that money equates to power. Yes. And how, so do, you, how do you dispute that? Who doesn't want to be in charge? <laughs> who doesn't want to be rich? I guarantee you, if someone came up to you right now and said, Hazana, I'm going to give you $12 million to disappear, take your kids, take your family, take off, go to another country, disappear, you can live the rest of your life in luxury. You're not going to tell me that, no, I have commitments here. I, you know, I care about my humanistic team. No, I would never do that. You'd be lying. You would, I'm different. You would, I'm different. I, yes, I'm you different. are. You are different. <laughs> You can't see me smiling, y'all, but yes, you are different. <laughs> you can't buy me. Sure. <laughs> I, would, I would miss my family too much. <laughs> I mean, you can take your family with you, but you would consider it, wouldn't you? $12 million? I would. You I would. would. Because we're ingrained in that. Christina, you'd consider it too. Someone oh, I'd be out. Money. Like, yeah, of course yeah, I'd be, be gone. Yeah. Yeah. No. Commitments be damned. You'd be gone. <laughs> yeah, I'd be gone. <laughs> But that's ingrained because we've learned from a very young age that you need money to yeah. get through. And I understand that. Yeah. Which makes the people who are much more committed to causes like this, namely us, mm-hmm. special because we do it despite the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think, I believe that the generations that are the recent generations, they yeah. don't have that mentality as much as the older generations do. I actually was talking to somebody mm-hmm. and they were talking about how they, they there's more pa- there's more value in what they're passionate about than what their pay- paycheck says. Yeah. And their parents were trying to force just get a job and make the money and you're out of the, you know high school now, you should be in college, but the person didn't really know what they wanted to go to college for, so they were like, I'm not going to go to college right now. Mm-hmm. And now this person is deciding, you know, maybe I'll go to Arizona and see what's out there. Or maybe I'll go to Hawaii and see what's out there. But ideally, I'd rather work in something that I'm passionate in than to be making all this money and be unhappy. And so I feel like we, for them. Right. And I feel like that switch has flipped a lot. And people are wanting, especially after COVID, right? Yeah. People slow down and they realize my happiness matters. Working yeah. a nine to five and possibly dying tomorrow, being unhappy, having been unhappy for the last 20 years is not worth it. And God bless those people. I understand that we need them. And this is part of the reason why I quit my entertainment job. I used to work in entertainment for over a decade. When COVID hit, it opened my eyes. It's like, you know what? Entertainment gave me a great livelihood, but honestly, I'd rather do something that helps people, you know, helps society, helps the environment, as opposed to getting a movie out. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that lost it. Getting movies out and doing entertainment has lost its value in the face of everything we're, you know, we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So I get that. You know, I wanted to do something that felt a little bit more worthwhile to me. 
Mm -hmm. Now, of course, I still have to get paid and I've been fortunate. I am doing something now. I'm working in a different industry where I make a decent salary. But now it feels like, okay, I'm doing something important. Not saying that entertainment wasn't important because, you know, people want to be entertained. People want to have fun. People want to take their mind off their troubles. But it felt a little toxic to me after a while in light of everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. So I get that mentality. And thank God for, you know, the younger generations. They're not jaded yet. Right. (laughs) You know, I'm a Gen Xer. You know, I'm a little bit jaded. Uh, but not jaded to the point where I want to give up the fight. Whereas younger generations, Gen Z, the Zillennials, the Alphas, they mm-hmm. are a lot more optimistic than the Boomers and Gen X. A lot more optimistic. They're optimistic and they're more autonomous, right? Yeah. I think that we can say like out of all of the generations, they're super autonomous, which kind of Kind of is funny to me, not funny, funny is not the word, but it's it's interesting to me, right? I'm choosing to be autonomous. So w- when you when you use that autonomy, use that autonomy in how you use social media, right? Mm-hmm. Consciously use social media and when you when information because you would want to, and if I was autonomous, I would want to be making my own decisions, right? Yes. I wouldn't want to be fed or steer down a particular pathway, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I think one of the, the, the sayings now is like the, the algorithm brought me back, you know, cause it'll kick your behind <laughs> off if you do something outside of what the algorithm wants you to do. Oh, yeah. um, but why do we need to be brought back? Why were we taken away from the very beginning? You know, like, well, I just think it depends on the users because while we do praise those who feel optimistic and want to change the world, there are a lot more people out there who fall to their baser instincts, i.e. jealousy, pride. Oh, uh, this, this movie, this actor said this, screw him, let's cancel him, blah, 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 and talk at length for about 20 minutes online about how someone should be canceled or how something, you know, some person in the deep South or in the Midwest uh, can't stand Obama era policies. They get sidetracked by stuff like that. We also have to deal with people who misuse, in my opinion, the platform for selfish and or angry reasons. Are they misusing it or is it a misunderstanding based on the information that they're receiving? Uh, I think it depends on the person you speak to because you know, I, I know people, or at least I used to know people who some are still my friends, some are not, especially mm-hmm. after last year, they fully understand what's going on. And this is how they truly feel. And then there are other people who are, oh, I read this somewhere. And, you know, I want to comment on this. And then you let them know, well, this is kind of misinformation. Oh, really? I want to learn better. So I think it just depends on the person using the platform. I think the majority of people, you're right. They just don't understand what they're reading or they mm-hmm. get a lot of misinformation, but there are people out there who know exactly what they're doing. They because know exactly they, what they're posting. Are you guys you, talking mostly about like Facebook or are there other different platforms that you're talking about? Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube. Oh, YouTube Instagram. is awful. <laughs> okay. YouTube is a cesspool. Have you read some of those comments, especially when you see videos, innocent videos and you have people yeah. just either poo-pooing or saying something racist or sexist or both. Mm-hmm. 
YouTube is particularly bad. A lot, if you notice, a lot of videos opt to have their comments turned off. Yeah. Because people are just saying just terrible things. Yeah. But yeah, Facebook is guilty of that too. Uh, Twitter, Twitter can be bad sometimes. <laughs> just depends. I mean, I feel I, like Facebook is worse because doesn't it kind of like take your interest and kind of like pull you to that information? Instead of like YouTube, you're like looking at a video and it might have bad comments, but like depending on who's watching it, like you usually have people will argue like facts back and forth. As with Facebook, you just see people who have the same interests and you're, you know, it kind of builds more of like a following around whatever idea is being presented. I think that just depends on how you set up your Facebook. I mean, yeah. like for example, me, I purposely toned down all the political stuff that I used to follow. Mm-hmm. And Facebook recognizes that. And so it steers me away from it. Okay. Whereas some people well, actually, embrace it. Actually, though, didn't Facebook change its algorithm to where it incites emotion? Like, I literally felt like I was falling into traps. I want to say, like, 2019, 2020. I felt like I moved from, like, seeing family and close friends to, mm-hmm. like, people that I had just befriended because they asked me to be a friend mm-hmm. and it, I found myself responding more, but it wasn't yeah. my responding like, Oh my goodness, that looks awesome. It was like, why are you saying this? Or why are you saying that? Or why do you believe this? Or why do you believe that it's inciting? The algorithm was actually changed to incite emotion to create shares and likes and get a reaction and get a response from you. Well, it was altered and Brandon, our social media guy probably speak a little bit better to this, but I know that there was, as you guys know, Mark Zuckerberg has been brought before Congress. And he was asked, is Facebook aware that they're doing the way they set up their algorithm, that they are inciting stuff like this? And at first he denied it. He said, no, no, you know, but then it came out. Remember that whistleblower? I can't, yeah, I can't remember right now. Yeah. She said, no, Facebook knows what they're doing. <laughs> um, and this is what's happening. So then they decide to go back and tweak it, so to speak. But it, 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 go ahead, Christian. Oh, I was just going to say, aren't there bots too that are running around like causing trouble too? Well, that's any platform. You know, those bots are designed to figure out what you like. They want to keep you engaged. You I know, mean, and- there's even bots that comment too. And they'll, yeah. they'll just comment just to like start like fights and stuff. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if the intention is to start a fight. The intention is to get you to engage. Yeah. You know, I, engagement is what every platform wants. Amazon is a master of doing it. You've had those conversations. Yeah, you know, I was looking at some baby wipes in the store. I probably should get some. And then an hour later, you look on your phone and you have an advertisement for baby wipes. Yeah. So they want you to engage. They don't. The intention is not to start a fight. The intention is to get you to engage. If it starts a fight, it just starts a fight. Yeah. I mean, I was watching a video last week. I don't remember what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking through the comments. The people who are commented recognize this one person as a bot because um, mm-hmm. they were commenting like the same thing about Kamala Harris in like each section. And it had mm-hmm. really nothing to do about the subject. But yeah. people were like, just just don't engage the bot. They're just, you know, they're just looking yeah. for a reaction or whatever. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I remember last year, you know, Congress was investigating Russia. It's like, hey, there's a lot of Russian hackers who are purposely putting in information regarding the upcoming election. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we, you know, they found that out. It's like, oh, they're Russian hackers. You know, they're inciting you know, inflammatory discussions between people because they want to destabilize the system. So yeah, those they exist, and depending on who's operating them, they could be used, engaged to get people to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Trouble, but you know, the business model is we want engagement, so we'll do everything to get you engaged, positively or negatively. It doesn't matter. We want you to engage. And it's a it's a bad feedback loop. So, you know, Hazana, you might you might be getting more content regarding those fights, but when you respond to it, the system now knows that, oh, she's engaging. Let's up this. Yeah. You know, the answer usually is if you don't engage, you probably won't see it anymore. But even with the fact of like bots, right? Like there's mm-hmm. fake people out there. Yeah. <laughs> don't even know that they're fake. So we honestly don't, I feel like we really don't even have control of this system because how many fake people are out there? Well, how I'm an optimist. So you have real any, people, like what's the ratio? I'm an optimist. You always have control. You can always turn it off. You're right. I actually have been reading this book. It's called yeah. In Arguments Why You Should Delete Your Social Media. Yeah. And I'm almost done with it, but brings up some pretty, pretty interesting points. And one of them is if we know this is all going on, why don't we just band together and create something that doesn't have algorithms? Well, if we know that the environment, you know, that you know, climate change is happening, why don't we do something about it? If we That's know true. that we know that our neighborhoods need infusions of cash and education, otherwise it's going to degenerate into gang-infested territories. Why don't we go in there and build better schools? There's a lot of stuff that's going on that we question, yet people don't do anything about it because typically the answer is someone else. Capitalism. That's part of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, people assume that someone else is going to take care of it. Well, it talks about the people that actually want to do something about it are usually the people that don't have the resources to to do something about it. So they're stuck in it, stuck in it. It's the individuals that have the money mm-hmm. that have the power to do something that should be taking that initiative to put something else in place or do something about it. And it also talks about how podcasts is one of the only social media platforms left at this point mm-hmm. that aren't based on or set up with algorithms. Yeah, because we control so- it. We control it, we run it, we choose our topics, and then we put it out there. Now, whether or not it gets seen, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that requires people, okay, I have to make sure it gets on all these platforms. I have to make sure I market it carefully. Because it's real easy for stuff like this to disappear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. This is our almost our last bastion of free communication that's unspoiled by capitalism and political Mafioso is trying to take control of the world. Yay, podcast! <laughs> Yay, podcast! <laughs> you know, speaking for us, I think we're trying to do our part, but more can be done from everyone. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of it has to do with being aware of what's going on because a lot of people engaged, they're not aware of the levels of manipulation that happens behind the scenes. Right. You know, that's why we're here. Or they're told they're being manipulated by somebody else when they're really being manipulated by the people who they're being told by. Yes. <laughs> it's complicated. I know. Right? It is complicated. That's just good marketing. <laughs> yeah. Any last thoughts regarding this? Nope. How are we all feeling? Are we all jaded yet? Are we still really fight the good fight? I am not. I am hopeful. I believe. 
I'm a believer too. Christina, are you a believer? We sound cultures right now. We're not, I promise you. <laughs> but are you a believer? <laughs> I am. I mean, I don't think things are going to get done until I'm like old and wrinkled, but I think things will change. <laughs> hey, you know what? As long as they change, it doesn't matter if you're old or wrinkled. It, it changed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you want the future wanna... to be better. I just wish it was better now. If unfortunately I'm an old man sitting on a park bench with the cabbie hat, with my cane shaking, but we're all free and people are happy and you know, race is no longer an issue. Sure, it would have been nice to engage in that when I was a younger man, but hey, it's done. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I, true. I can I can rest in peace. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've done my job. <laughs> so, but I'm optimistic. I think change will happen. It's just slow. It's a painful process. You know, again touting this book again, snap from the beginning, you see how far we've come. Mm -hmm. And it, it took a long time. It took centuries, but we're at this point now. We're now no longer on a plantation somewhere or swinging from a rope. You know, we've come very far, but we have a long way to go. And that's okay too, because we're working towards that. Are you ever think scared of that things might regress? I kind of felt like things regressed a little bit I mean, there are some good things and bad things that happened, you know, the past few years. Well, I, just... I, I understand. And yeah, I do worry. Okay, could we slide back? But I know that we're not going to slide back to the point where, you know, we're in chains. Yeah. That's not going to happen. With every campaign, with every, you know, social movement, there's going to be setbacks. There's always setbacks. But Again, we are still moving forward. Yeah, you have a couple of steps going back, but as long as we're moving forward ultimately, then we're fine. That's progress. That's progress. Mm -hmm. So we will never be in chains again, but you know, we could do better. You know, stuff might slide back a little bit, but we are still you know, leaps and bounds from where we came from. Yeah. And again, that's the optimism me speaking. All right. I think this was good. Good discussion. And that wraps up this session of Colored Commentary. If you are interested in learning more, please visit and explore our site at humanistic.org. Give us a like on social media and or send us a message on our platforms. Thank you for joining us today and taking the time to listen.